0: Hello and welcome. I'm Jillian Moss-Backman and this is Change Already with Jillian. Well, I hope you've been following along. It's hard to believe we're at the end of January already. And we've been discussing and talking about the energetic value of the year of the horse for 2014. And I encourage each one of you to shed that emotional turmoil from last year, which happened to be the year of the snake. And I brought in the size lady, Joanna Rohrbach, last week on size, And for those of you that are not aware of what that is, it's a dance craze that started, I don't know, she started it, I think, in 1998, and it didn't really become popular until she started putting it on the Internet, and it really took hold in 2013, like with 9 million hits, to be exact. <laughs> And I loved listening to her story like I do with all our guests, but I loved some of the ideas and thoughts she had for the Year of the Horse because size mimics the uh, images and the different natural prancing that a horse does. So go back and listen to it. It was really rather endearing to hear this kind woman who kind of got thrown into popularity by accident, and she really did create Prancercise from the soulful place. And it really hit home for me because a lot of people in the last year completely had a lot of ups and downs for the year, and she was telling all of us to get in touch with that inner force, I suppose, (laughs) in this year and start prancing and enjoying life a little bit more. But I want to do one more exercise before we leave and move on to the energy of the horse. I want to encourage each one of you to have a closing ritual for yourself in the next couple of days. It's a strange and odd way that we move from one energetic year to the next and we seem to overlap them and instead of seeing them stand upon their own. And I've been doing this for years, and sometimes I share it and sometimes I don't because it becomes such a part of my daily life and what I do each year, I forget that other people are not doing the same thing I'm doing. So I really took task in the way I close down the energetic year of 2013. And I want to share it with you right now and give you a rationale for doing something like this. I know that word ritual kind of sets people off, but it's more of a technique in a way signaling your brain and your heart and your soul that you can relinquish everything that's gone in the past, especially the last year with our relationships. And we can have a chance to regroup and find things that we can look forward to in the future. In the last year, there was a lot of wins and loses. In reality, there's always, in a year, there's always wins and losses. But for some reason, those losses seem to stick in our head more than the wins And I want you to think about everything you did and all that made with you. But remember, it all stands alone. And I look at it like this in my head. I see every year that I've been here on earth like an energetic book. Whether that's a chapter in a book or a complete standalone book. Nowadays, you could call it an e-book if you wanted to. And yes, they interconnect with each other, but each year, year as I've told you in the past, has its own intuitive trends and its own characteristics. We review backwards, especially in 2013. I want you to realize that's not a determining factor of all the energy from that has to follow into year 2013. If you can get yourself to see each year's celebration a standalone event that occurred to your life that have a beginning and a finishing. Even if the story's not finished in your life, it has a completeness because the energy of the snake is different than the energy that we have in 2014. So in these coming days, and we only have a few left, and I know it's at the end of January, but it's a perfect time to do this exercise. I want a lot of you to really take into what I'm saying and think about what you want to do in your own closing ritual. I know a lot of teachers and life coaches suggest that you write down or speak something out loud that you want to go from last year. And as usual style, that's not the way I, I do things. And I personally do not suggest what happens. When you write things down or you talk things out to a certain extent, it reengages your brain into bringing up all those muddled thoughts. And a lot of times what we've done in the past is we've overanalyzed those thoughts to death. We've lost sleep over all of those things that have happened last year. And we have a tendency to bring up the things that were wrong instead of the things that were right. And somehow by doing that, our brain re-downloads all those muddled thoughts and things and we go into a tailspin all over again. There's as many good and pro things as there are cons So here's my suggestion. Instead of rewriting or speaking them out loud, I want to focus our energy on this ritual of closing 2013 on the energy that you have inside you right now. Somewhere the energy is caught up deep inside the cow webs of whether your mind or your body. Of course, your soul experiences go with it. And somehow those experiences will come to fruition and come out in uh, unseen circumstances in the future. You don't know how and you don't know when, but you know it's going to come to the surface, whether that's happy or sad experiences. It's that nonverbal junk that everybody talks about and every year holds all of that junk inside ourselves. Now, the exercise that I'm going to suggest for each one of you becomes a little more vulnerable than riding and burning in a bowl or lighting a candle or doing something outside yourself that signifies what you've done. I think we should take a few lessons from the Prancercise lady last week that she suggested that we dance it out. Now, I know... Some of you are panicking out there about dancing, not in the way she was talking about it. I'm talking about the way she was using old, stale energy and a way of getting out things, whether that's taking the cue from Joanna and using your own music to dance things out. But I think here's the things that we can take from her that I thought were very good suggestions I'm doing a closure dance for the rest of the of this the of this month of January. You want to use some kind of rhythmic movement. I think when I think of this, I think of the drumming that I've been to with some of my friends, and it's very rhythmic. It doesn't have to be dramatic. It just has to be rhythmic. Rem, rem, oh my goodness. <laughs> And you want to do it for at least 30 minutes of your mind, of your time. Let your mind wander into the events that you've had for the last year, whether they're good or bad, sorrowful or happy. Let all those experiences bubble up to your mind in some kind of movement. You can sigh if you want to. I suppose you could scream if you want to. The key here is that I don't want you to do nothing. I don't want you to sit and do this and no driving. This is about getting up off your butt and moving with the expression of the year of 13 as a closure inside your body. Use that energy that's left and the remnants to get all of it out. Now, if you're like me, I like doing this by yourself. I would suggest that you do it all alone because you become very vulnerable because you may not look so good (laughs) or you may not want to be around other people while you're doing it. You can speak whatever you want and be very truthful with yourself. No one can hear you. No one can read your thought. Getting in touch with that really deep part of yourself from year 2013 and making a concerted effort to let it go and close it down. You need to come up with your own creative ideas. Everybody has to figure out how to relinquish this energy from their body, their mind, and their soul in their own way. do ice skating alone if you want to. The other thing I like is moving furniture around your house. Clean out those closets. But more importantly, you want to do it by yourself. Don't keep talking to other people about it. Isn't that exhausting? It's exhausting to listen to and it's exhausting to keep talking about. Be silent. Let your movements signify to the universe that you're done and finished with this. Now, be gentle on yourself with this task. It may take one try. It may take two or three tries. And it may even move you into the month of February here. Follow your intuitive instincts. Follow that spirit heart that we all have inside of and give yourself permission to close the chapter of 2013 down and let those vibrational empty pages occur of the book that's coming forward in 2014. I've been doing this myself for the last couple of days. And when I was finished, I really got the sense of an energy shift moving out of the year of the snake and emotional, spiritual, into the physical. And so one of the things that I usually do is I I reward myself after I finish all this. Not big rewards, just something I can create on my own by myself. For some reason, I got the calling to get a piece of jewelry. Now, you know that I all love shopping, so that shouldn't be a surprise to you that I love jewelry. But here's the deal about my jewelry. I really don't buy a lot of jewelry significant jewelry, buy something that, blue, that really means something to me. And I, I really don't buy things unless it feels right to me because I'm not a real fancy jewelry person, but I prefer to invest in pieces that really mean something to me. So after I finished all of this cleansing that I've been doing for the last week, I'm going to buy that piece of jewelry. And it's a piece of jewelry that I've been waiting for a long, long time because like the rest of you, I had a doozy of a year last year, especially in my relationships with other people. I really learned a lot about myself and more importantly, the people that I choose to be with. And I want to signify that through something that represents 2014. And 2014 that I've been talking about is about the physical, whether that's new jobs, new, new places to live. And for me, it signifies a piece of jewelry. I want each one of you to really take into this consideration this exercise that I've done for myself. I never tell you to do something I haven't done for myself. <laughs> I'll be in some of them a little more wacky than others out there. Trust that I have done my research and my experience-based education when I challenge you to your own exercises. So let me know if you can do this. And let me know what you're rewarding yourself with after you finish letting go of 2013 energy inside yourself. One of the things that I've been preparing for in the last week or so is I'm going back out on the college and university student circuit again. I love talking to those kids. They're bright, they're young, and they're open to different ideas and thoughts. But, you know, as a speaker, I've been doing it for so long now, you have to keep the ideas fresh and you have to change it up all the time. And the challenge with intuition is it's written about so much, everybody talks about it, and the reality is after talking to my advisors, we came up to the same conclusion time and time again, year after year presented in the world are all the same. And they come from a place that's called original thought theory. After this short break, I want to talk about original thought theory and how it implies and applies to intuitive messages that we receive from above. I'll see you and talk about original thought therapy after this break. Welcome back to Change Already with Jillian. Before the break, we were talking about me going back out on the road and talking to college students and university students, and I do a lot of it, and I really enjoy it. Not because of what you think, because I love being a teacher, but more importantly, I constantly love to be the student and think about how... I can present different ideas in different ways that other people will understand that will strike a chord inside someone's heart. Nowadays, that's very challenging for a lot of people, but it's what has to be done to get people's attention. That is the part that I was struck by with Joanna Rohrbach's story of her creation of Prancer Size last week. You know, and I understand a lot of people, other media sources picked up the story because they were poking fun of her and her idea. And, of course, I even had a pushback with some of the people asking me why I was going to put this crazy lady on my show and won't it hurt my reputation as a radio host. And I just started laughing at that because I had done my homework and I knew this woman had a story behind her creation. She told us in the interview that she had gotten this message from a place of spiritual innocence, as I labeled it. And she talked about how she got the message in 1998 and then brought it to the forefront in 2013. It was The reality is that the message and the thought that she had probably went to 10 other people. I believe that all messages originate from what's called original thought theories, And this is what it, it stands for. In that theory, we believe that anyone can ever think has already been thought by any... Why am I having trouble reading that? Let me start again. We believe anything and anyone that can ever think of has already been thought of by someone else or will be done so by someone in the future. So in that theory, there is no original thought by any of us. By the way, I subscribe to this theory as well. You know, we all want to believe that we're special and someone more important than the person next to us, but the reality is that we're all subconsciously built the same. Now, I hope you find some kind of solace in that knowing as much as I do instead of frustration. So if you think about everything that we go through, the same person next down the street or conversations we're having with ourselves are so fully going through everybody else. I know that sounds like we make an equal playing field, but some of us, of course, have more exaggerated tasks that we have to work through. But the thoughts and the lessons remain the same throughout each one of us. I really like that idea because the reality is I can relate to you and you can relate to me. There's some solace in knowing that we're not outside the pack and that we're not weird or or disoriented thoughts or images that are coming up from our heads. It's the ego that creeps in and morphs it to a strange reality. So if you really want to believe in the theory that all is true, how and why do intuitive messages or creative ideas that come to us, if everybody else is getting them, How in the world do they change up and how are they different? I know it sounds a simple answer because they're all organic messages that are all equal. The exciting part to this theory is that the intuitive messages don't hold the magic. In fact, the messages are dead in the water, quite frankly, and boring to the part of the equation. They're lifeless and they are left to die in the vine if we don't hear them. And more importantly, if we don't give them life. Joanna's idea was not a new one. But Joanna had the, the reality, heard the message, and Joanna gave birth to Prancer's side. She's the one and the people around her that made it pop and sizzle for the rest of us. You have to remember it's the person that breathes life into the messages. What's so exciting because the dance moves she came up with were mimicking a horse. But Joanna had the courage and the strength and the fortitude to add the backstory that caught her attention. She's the one that brought it to the visual images on the videos that we were able to capture and learn lessons from. This is why I'm always encouraging each one of you to listen to the strange inner messages, but don't get and fall into the typical pitfall of believing that you're the only one that has it. The ideas are all the same, but the reality is each one of us are the one that adds the magic. We're the ones that hold the diversity and the imagery and our own backstory that gives it life. You know, it comes through books and songs and writing and acting. Remember, we're the messengers of the original thought we all have access to, teachers of some kind to each other, whether that's teachers in academia, a religious leader, or perhaps just a friend teaching another friend. It's you that makes the difference in the message. You have to be willing to break out of what's normal in what everybody else is doing and seek another path and idea to present the original theory of thought. When you think about that, that's so exciting for each one of us because we are responsible for helping other people find peace, comfort, and an enjoyable life within themselves. So when we were talking with my advisors, there's no new messages that I can put because the messages are the same. It's the audience you need to look to of who you're presenting your ideas. People love to be educated and people love to be entertained in all different ways. Learning and changing and growing do not come to our doorstep. We have to seek things outside ourselves. In Joanna's case, she found the Internet to connect with her audience. In fact, the message wasn't even being accepted until something hit. And the deciding factor was she found the right crowd to listen to her. So the next time when an intuitive message comes your way, file this formula. In your brain, when you receive an intuitive message, say to yourself, it's the original thought message. See yourself as the human messenger to bring it to the rest of us. And the last part, and probably the most key part, is your right audience. Who is supposed to be listening to what you have to say and how you have to teach it to the rest of us? I always always finish up my show by a quote, and it's always the same quote every week. But out of my intervention and conversation I had with my advisor this week, Delilah, she gave me a wonderful quote that I want to share with you today. And I hope you remember it next time that intuitive message comes to you and you're not quite sure what to do with it. Always remember, your message won't ever change, but your audience can. Enjoy the show and pay attention to my calendar as it comes out in the next couple weeks and months. I'm beginning to go out on the road again. As I said, I'm very excited about it. Book events would be on the pews breaking with tradition. And of course, I'm working on my audience. But between now and then, I want you to remember, change doesn't have to be difficult, but it is necessary to grow. I felt like I had to get it in there. I'll see you same place, same time, Blog Talk Radio, high noon. Thanks for joining Jillian today. Don't miss her famous at-home personal enrichment lessons. You can complete them on your own time to accelerate your personal change. They're simple and nothing like you've experienced before. Just like Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. So change already.